Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks first three games, some NHL news and what we've you know, kind of taken away from these first three games. But before we get uh, get into that, I want to give a shout out to our listeners. Thank you for listening. And uh, let us know if there's anything that you want us to uh, to talk about, that something that you've seen or or something that we've brought up that you want to hear more of. Uh, you know, just get us on Twitter or shoot us an email and uh, we'll be sure to get to it. So, Matt, Blackhawks, one and two, that game versus uh, Colorado. I, I think it went it probably about as as expected because um I, I wasn't expecting the Blackhawks to come in and completely, you know, shock everybody and and give the Avalanche a run for their money. But uh maybe put up a little bit more of a fight. They did score two goals. Taves did have the first goal of the season. Um what did you think of that first game? I I honestly thought that the Hawks played well the first period. I was really surprised they were kind of keeping up with these guys. And um, you know what? We both had like in our preview show for our se- the season predictions and stuff, what we thought about the the goaltending with the Blackhawks. Honestly, man, the first three games, I thought the goaltending has been solid. I thought Peter Mrazek looked really good that game against that high-powered offense. Absolutely. Um, you know, I actually wanted to get into the goaltending a little bit later, um, just from like the safe forwards and and um, yeah. maybe system. Obviously, it seemed like, you know, these guys, they don't have their legs, you know, under them yet. And they're still figuring it out, figuring things out. I mean, they this is like their third system in, you know, three years. Yeah. So um, that, I think that's that's going to take a little time. But w- is there anything that stood out to you in that that avalanche game that that uh, other than not being able to stay out of the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, I thought that the penalty kill looked really good. I thought they were, it's been different from the last season. You know, they were kind of been more conservative and laid back and kind of just getting, you know, taken advantage of pretty much. They were more aggressive, which I like. I know Luke Richardson was uh, really, really high on that, being aggressive on the penalty kill. And uh, right. I thought that they looked pretty good. Obviously, Kaner had a really nice pass to Domi and, uh, he's still one of the best playmakers to probably ever play, and good to see Taves getting going. Nice goal, nice pass by uh, Kershev. It actually looked like a like a non look pass. He kind of just yeah. threw it there. It was right on the tape. I was pretty impressed by that. And you know, we, we've kind of been me especially kind of tough on the guy ever since. So he's kind of you know he's really streaky, but and if he's making passes like that every game, the Hawks are gonna their numbers are gonna be pretty good statistically. Yeah, to be honest with you, Kershev really stood out to me in that game. Um, from that play forward, he seemed to be hunting down pucks. You know, trying to make trying to make plays. He actually had a few shots too. But if you're you're one hundred percent, he kind of just looked the uh, looked the goalie in the eye, looked Gorgiev in the eye, and passed it to to uh, yeah, was that to Taves? Taves just yep. buried it as like an open net. So uh, so yeah, that was beautiful. D- Domi had a really nice uh, setup from from Taves. He was able to lift the, I mean, from Kane, he was able to lift the puck up and uh, and bury that one. That was really nice. But other than that, man, it was all Avalanche. You know, they they got going in the second period, and they didn't look back after that. Um, they are the re- you know returning champs, and they lost they lost Kadri in the offseason, but this team. Um, you know they're built for they're built for success. I look for them to have a really good year this year, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll see how it is later on down the road. But Golden Knights game, I was expecting to get exactly what we got. Um, I think that the Knights are 
their windows done. Uh, they have to retool and fix their roster uh, to kind of, um, you know, to kind of, I would say, be be contenders again. And it kind of showed on that first game versus the Blackhawks because, you know, the Blackhawks, what a lot of people, especially Ben Pope, are trying to say are supposed to be the worst team in the league. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. They will be at the bottom, but not the worst. And, um, but... The Golden Knights, man, they they didn't. Um, they were evenly matched, man. Do you think that there's? Do you see anything from the Golden Knights? I mean, I didn't even notice Jack Eichel until about us uh, about twelve minutes into the second period. Yeah, I mean, if you you score one goal against uh, the Blackhawks with a you know very inexperienced rebuilding team, that's kind of a bad sign. And yeah. you, you spend money to. You know, to be a, a a contender every season, the owner is very committed to winning that Stanley Cup. But the GM has got other plans. It seems like he brings in these good players and he's trading them within a year. It, it's really strange to me how that that op- uh, organization is operating everything. But uh, I thought the story of that game. I was Alex, I'm not the goaltender, Alex Daylock, Man, he this guy's a you know a backup goalie. AHL maybe number one goalie and he had a good game man he had 39 shots against I think he had uh, just 37 saves or 38 saves whatever he was really good and another bright spot for the Hawks is these the two goaltenders they they've been very good but uh back sorry back to the Knights uh you got Jack Eichel you got Mark Stone you got Carlson you you got a number of these guys that can can score goals I mean they, they're paying these guys to score and they got to do something. I know Robin Leonard's out, but they're re- really relying on this Logan Thompson kid, who's not a bad goalie, but he's not Robin Leonard either. So I don't. Right. Even, I think these guys are, like you said, their window is done. Yeah, uh, um, you know, Morazic. I, I was expecting the worst, and man, I thought that he played great, for, considering who he was playing. Yeah. Considering who was playing against the Avalanche and uh, Salak. Stood on his head, man, versus the the Golden Knights. I thought that he played a wonderful. He tracked the puck really well. He was going side to side. Um, he looked really good. Yeah. You know, going into that third game with uh, versus the Sharks, you know, they had a Doug Wilson. Um, you know, they had a Doug Wilson. You know, tribute night, which was really cool. Uh, you know, he was. Uh, I think he played for the Blackhawks for 14 seasons, and then went to the Sharks. Was their first captain, and then became their GM. And um, you know, he's been out there. You know, pretty much ever since yep. he got traded. Um, it was nice of them to, to, you know, to give him a tribute like that, especially during a um, when they were playing the Blackhawks. Uh, but the Blackhawks showed up, man. They, uh, I was not expecting what happened in that game. L- talk about Lafferty and um, Lafferty and Dickinson were incredible. I wanted to bring up Peter Morazic because he had such a great first game. I was wondering what was going to happen to this game. Is this, I'm like, is this just going to be what he is in the first game? You know, or is it just going to fall off the rails? But he looked really good, man. What did you think of Mrazic's play uh, during the Sharks game? Yeah, another, I mean, they were down, I believe, what was it, 2 nothing after the first, and, you know, he stuck with it, and he, he, Eric Carlson, I think, was kind of owning the Hawks a little bit, which, oh, God, it kills me to <laughs> see that. But really? I can't stand him. And you know no, that. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, the only time that I saw Eric Carlson was standing practically in, in the uh, in the right circle as Lafferty was bearing empty net pass, uh, empty netters. <laughs> well, he does get points, but like we've said before, he does not play defense, and it showed 
Uh, yeah. But back to Mrazic, I I haven't seen one soft goal all season. And same with Stalag. I know he's only played one game, but I mean, sure, he's been kind of swimming in his crease a little bit, but it's early. And Mrazic's made some big saves. And I, I'm sure the Toronto Maple Leafs are kind of second guessing themselves because that Matt Murray's just went down and they have that Samson off in net now. But I think Mrazic, if he played like this, I don't know what they're complaining about up there. He's been he's been very solid for us. Yeah, I don't see. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. You're talking about soft goals, and normally we're talking about our our players with that. You know, yeah. and um, we haven't been able to say that for the first three games uh, this season. I thought that would be the the like the big hit. <laughs> the first three games, all the like, <laughs> goaltending is terrible, and it's been the opposite. You know, goaltending has been yeah. the brightest you know spot of this this team. I think. Well, Eric Carlson's four games in and already a minus three, so. <laughs> yep, Hall of Famer right away. That's cool. But before we get into the uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the podcast, I want to talk about our sponsor, uh, Liquid IV. You know, keeping our bodies hydrated is one of the most important things, you know, that, that we need to do every day. When you, aren't hydrated, when you aren't hydrated, you can suffer from all kinds of problems like brain fog, headaches, and feeling sick. Whether you keep an active lifestyle or just need help keeping hydrated in general, something that I use is Liquid IV. Liquid IV has five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes Liquid IV so effective is the science of cellular transport technology. It's designed to enhance rapid absorption of water, and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Now, you get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code CHICAGOTOMAHAWK at checkout. That's 15% off anything you order when you use promo code CHICAGOTOMAHAWK at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Chicago Tomahawk. Now, I use the stuff personally. I think that it's great. Um, and you know what, man? I, it, it's just so important to stay uh, to stay hydrated. So, back to the podcast. Jonathan Taves, two goals in three games. And I think that's a good start for the captain, man. This guy, you know, he's looking for to show that he still has something left in the tank. Um, he's looking to show people that you know that he's he's not done and uh, you know so far he's doing that uh how do, how would you how would you rate Taves play so far well his his last goal i thought was fantastic it was like vintage Taves you know taking it up oh, on the breakaway yeah. and kind of freezing up the goalie and he just gets him on the one side and yeah man he's got a lot to prove i mean i i'm a person that you know kind of doubted him and i know it's still early but usually Taves is a very slow starter right and uh you know, he's got two goals in three games, and he's kind of putting all the critics to to the side for now. So if he can keep it going, it's only going to help his cause if, you know, if he wants out or if he wants to stay because he's, you know, he's he's being a good leader out there right now. Absolutely. You know, something that I noticed specifically was that Taves wasn't on the penalty kill. Looks like they're using him offensively, which, yeah, you know, I kind of thought... I, yeah, I, I thought that maybe they would be putting him on the PK, but um, the only time he was on the PK was when you know the Hawks had that string of like three penalties in a row, and their I think their two their two PK teams were just like 
dead and they needed to put a third team together. They put him and, and uh, Anthony Siu out there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, I think that he's doing great. Tyler Johnson is seeing him and um, I think he set him up for both goals. And I think that that's, that's uh, it's good to see Tyler Johnson get going too. Yeah. I've been noticing the guy, you know, he's been everywhere, man. Healthy. I think Tyler Johnson, yeah. yeah, he's healthy and it looks like him. Um, when I did notice Jack Eichel in that Golden Knights game, he didn't look stiff at all. He looked like he was skating well. And I'm noticing that, um, you know, that Tyler Johnson is too. So I think that maybe that that surgery that they got was really helpful. Yeah, that I that's a gr- two great players that could, uh, you know, spread that out to even other sports. Like, hey, this this is great. I mean, you're not, you know, it's not career ending. And so far, it's been good for these guys. Right. Um, Sam Lafferty had two shorthanded goals in this Sharks game that the Blackhawks won 5-2, to two, which was actually incredible because he's the first one was set up by Jason Dickinson and um, and Lafferty just, just hammered it home. I was like, oh my God, we, we're back in this game, you know? And then um, because when, when, when this Sharks game started, the Blackhawks, it was all Blackhawks. Sharks didn't get a shot on goal until about 11 minutes into the first period. And, but then at, at that point, it turned into the to the Shark Show, and uh, they end up scoring two goals. Come to the second period, um, you know, the Blackhawks, you know, kind of changed, tilted the ice in their favor and and never gave it back. About after, what was it, man? Like maybe three minutes after Lafferty's shorthanded goal, yeah, yeah. he gets another one from Jason Dickinson, which was... Uh, that was excellent, yeah. He was on his stomach. I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to do this again? Dickinson was on his stomach. He got it to I think he hit to the Lafferty. Goalie. No, I think he hit the goalie and it bounced right back to Lafferty. He just buried it. Like, yeah, it was just hard work. Yeah, hard work, these guys. and Lafferty gives it 100 freaking 10% every shift. You could just tell by his hustle. And, Absolutely. And, and it's good to see him get some points because, I mean, sometimes, you know, he's, he's not going to light it up, you know, every year. He's more of the role player. But, you know, it's like when a fourth liner scores, it's, he make a big deal about it. And, you know, like that hustle, man, it, it's, it's contagious. I hope these young guys, you know, and other players can see that. Like this guy knows it's a rebuilding team, but he's going out there like it's game seven every shift. And I, yeah. that's a player like fans get behind all the time. Absolutely. It makes he, uh, you know, he makes that number 24 proud that he's wearing on his back, uh, to be honest with you, with the with the way that he's been playing. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, Taylor Radish, ironically, I was watching the game with my wife, and I was like, you know what, I think this is a guy to look out for. I think that this guy's due. It's, we're only three games into the season, and, and about 30 seconds later, he scored that breakaway goal. I was like, oh my gosh, holy shit. So um, Taylor Radish scored, and then Jason Dickinson, man, he was working his ass off that game, um, scored a goal. He scored the fifth goal. So um, really, really great game. Really nice to see the Blackhawks get some, you know, get some life in them. You know, if they're, if they go down, you know, 0-3, you know, they're probably like, oh my gosh, this is going to be brutal, you know, and, and, and um, hit the morale early. Matt, do you think that the Blackhawks, from the way that they're playing, they're not going to make it easy on teams to, uh, to win. Do you think that the Blackhawks have an, an maybe an opportunity to be, say maybe a a five hundred team this year? I I think eventually the roster is going to kind of catch up to them once teams start getting their you know their legs and you know their systems right. I, you know I I mean I hope that they're I, I like you said before I don't think they're going to be dead last. 
I think they'll probably be towards the bottom, maybe the bottom five. But sure. I'm, I mean, it would be nice to get 500, but I just think there's too many good teams out there that just have more finishers, you know, on the team and more game breakers. And eventually, you know, it's going to catch up. But uh, it, I, hey, if you go against, if you play hard every game, and you know what? The last three games, they played hard. They do. They're, they're competing. That's all you can ask for as a, in a fan right now. And we, don't, we, we know the rebuild, the big R word, but. As long as they, as long as they're competing and they're they're trying hard, not dogging it out there and whining about stuff, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'll call it—the R word. Um, you know, Patrick Kane is making some great passes and noticeably isn't carrying the puck into the zone as much as previous seasons. Do you think that this is a plus? Uh, you know what? I think it's just I noticed this too. I noticed Kaner skating the puck up in full speed and then hitting the brakes at the blue line and dumping it in for, like, the safe play. I, sure. I don't know what that is. Maybe it was a long shift, and he didn't want to risk turning the puck over and them going the other way to score. I, I actually think it's smart on him. I think he's being smart. Like, he, if he knows he's got no chance in hell, make the smart play. You know, get some fresh legs out there and change it up. But I think Kaner is the best, or at his best, when he is skating the puck in, you know, going full speed to the top of the circles and, you know, uh, turning towards the boards and hitting that guy coming in on the rush, but maybe that's not. It's not. We're not going to see that that much this season. I think that they're more going to be more defensive structurally. So, I, I mean, it's. I think this will hurt Kaner's numbers this year, but uh, I, this is the way. This is the way it is. So he's going to have to. Uh, he's going to have to adjust. Something that you wanted to bring up, you know, that Patrick Kane is going to be a pending unrestricted free agent next year is agent Pratt Pisson tells Pierre Lebrun, neither his cap nor the Blackhawks are in a rush to make a move and expects Kane's year to play out similarly to the way Claude Giroux did last season. Um, Matt, why don't you give me your take on what you think is going to go on with Patrick Kane? I hate talking about yeah, the rumors. I know you do. You know, because he he specifically said that he he hasn't spoken to his fa- even his family about this yet, you know. Yeah. But everybody, every freaking publication out there, man. It's you know, getting worse got, every day. Something new, you it know. Is, and then dude. now these big name, you know, these big name, you know, insiders like Pierre Lebron are, you know, they're writing about it. Then you got... Like we were talking about earlier, Craig Button, who's well-respected, he's uh, one of the head scouting guys of uh, TSN Canada, and uh, he gave his takes on, you know, what teams he thinks Caner will land at, (laughs) and I sent you the video, and I was surprised with the three. Obviously, you know, we've we've heard the Ranger rumors over and over again. He's going to be with the bread man again. Yeah, that'd be pretty freaking cool, but if you're not sending back, like, a Capo Caco or, you know... Lafreniere, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem good. And then, and a number one, and a, you need a number one for sure. You might need a number three in the same draft. You know, you might have to. Caner's worth it. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's really annoying. I know, but it's gonna it's gonna get worse. You know, and it's gonna get worse towards the deadline. The the week before the deadline, it's gonna we're probably gonna hear every single team wants them. So, yeah, I, I mean, I did hear uh, it was kind of interesting to hear uh, Craig Buttons. He he said Calgary, which I talked to some of our Calgary friends on Twitter. They they don't think that would happen because of the the prospect. Uh, there's really no no great prospects they can offer. And uh, then he mentioned L.A. Kings, which was interesting. Both me and you were like, wow, these these guys were freaking enemies, you know. Uh, yeah, you know they ran into each other in the Western Conference Finals. Wars. Or, yeah, they were they were wars, and it you know they're an up and 
up and coming team. And, you know, he, he, I think he would fit in over there, but I, it, Cater still holds the power. You know, he's got the trade clause. And oh, yeah. He could say, you know, there's no way. You know, I'm not playing with those dudes. And then when <laughs> I heard, uh, this this one was very interesting. It's a good conversation <laughs> starter, too. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the, immediately I just thought, wow, can you imagine a team with Crosby and Kane together? Like, yeah how lethal that offense would be. I mean, even if they, you know, they put them together on the power play, that the hockey IQ would be through the roof. <laughs> like, oh my God, oh, yeah. these guys. Amazing passers and Kaner probably would be the finisher on that team. Just because yeah. it is so good at passing too. Maybe even both of them. But then, you, you, you know, you look at their cap situation, obviously the Hawks would say, yeah, we'll retain half. We want a first round pick. And I'm not really sure how big the you know, how the prospect pool looks with the, the Penguins, but, you know, they, they do a good job at, with everything. Pittsburgh knows how to draft. They know how to keep players around. Their system's been very successful. They're always in the playoffs. And I, 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 I now I'm kind of a believer after, you know, hearing that. But uh, I personally, I, I want Kaner to stay. Like you said, I mean, you talk all the time about it. I would love to see Kaner retire here and not wear another sweater ever. but. You know, it, it as you see more of these stories, it, it's just more likely to happen because it's obviously it's getting someone's talking, you know, in the in the management. So we're just gonna have to wait and see and just enjoy every game we got with them. Yeah, yeah. My quick input on it is, I want to see him stay in the hawk sweater. You know, I don't, I don't think that anybody has really anything out there that is really going to be like that. You know, that um, big of a big of a change big of a you know big of a it's like oh yeah we can't turn this deal down you know like there isn't a prospect out there right now unless we can get Connor Bedard where I'm like or uh, what's that guy what's that guy Jaeger you know that I would say yeah we absolutely have to make this make this happen um I don't think they're, they're, they're I just don't th- don't see it man I think that Kaner is gonna stay I think he's gonna be like you know what uh, I'm not looking to go anywhere. I made a life here. I'm good. I'm going to be here through this rebuild, and I'm going to mentor these guys. Uh, I'm going to try to make number one on this stats list, so I'm, I go down as the best Blackhawk of all time, and I want to do it all in one sweater and be the best American hockey player at the same time as well. So um, that's kind of where I see him at, man. You know, uh, there's um, I just don't see a package out there. That it's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna send we're gonna send our franchise guy that's been here for fourteen years, and um, yeah, you can't, and, you can't and, replace him. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you're never gonna. You replace can't not at all. Yeah. So that's where I see it, bro. I, I think I think the Rangers though they do have young players to give back. It kind of reminds me of '94. I mean, the Rangers wanted to win the cup. They got Messier. They got Adam Graves, Mike Richter. You know they. They needed, you know, they needed some role players. And you know what? <laughs> we got Tony Amani back. And, you know, they got, uh, I believe, Brian Noonan and some other guy, I forget. But, I mean, it helped them get over the hump. And, and that was, what I think, one of the best trades in Hawks history. We landed Tony Amani. He was an amazing oh, yeah. player for the Blackhawks. But he was a franchise player for us. Yeah. And I think the Rangers have a couple of those guys right now. And, you know, and they're still on their rookie entry contracts. But, if they are interested in Kane, 
I, I mean, I'd want a guy like, you know, Capo Caco or Lafreniere, but I don't think the Rangers fans are going to be ready to let go of that guy for a rental player, you know, but that's no the way. price. That's the price of winning a Stanley Cup. This is a guy that could, you know, win a game seven. Like he could show up in game seven and score a big goal. He can, he's that difference maker. We know Cater. Yeah. Is, so he's done that multiple times. We're not talking about, you know, one time, one game. You yeah. know, we're talking multiple game seven games or multiple you know, uh, series deciding games where Kaner comes through with an impossible pass into two guys. I mean, remember when we put away the Kings that uh, that um, that trick, right? That that breakaway that he had with him and Taves, and that put the Kings away, man. Every game, you know, it's yeah. He he. Um, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't just come through. He comes through all the time, and it's going to cost, man. It's going to cost, and I think the if it is the Rangers they're going to have to give one of those good young players away. And I know a lot of the fans are going to be like, no way, no way. But I mean, that's the type of guy that will get you over. And they're going to have to put up or shut up on that one. And you go back to even, what was it? 2009. I think that was one of Kaner's best playoff performances against uh, the Vancouver Canucks. They were, giving him a hard time about, oh, this guy can't score even strength. He can't score. I think it was Willie Mitchell. And the next game, Kaner comes out and gets a hat trick. And he's just, (laughs) I swear the puck was finding him and wherever he was shooting from, it was going in. And it it was awesome. And this is the guy a team needs, especially like a team like the Rangers. I mean, Dude, he's got more playoff winning goals and the more playoff winning goals than the uh, Rangers have playoff wins in the past, you know, five years. I mean, and if I am saying the Rangers, they they need a guy like this, man. They they had guys last year. They were close. They had guys missing open nets, and they had Shesterkin was good, but you got to score for the guy. He can't stop everything. He's a damn good goalie, right. but. This is a guy that, you know, he's already got experience with the bread man. We've seen that. It's it's freaking magic. And if if I'm the GM, Chris Drury, I'm doing anything I can to put up a good package just so I can get my Stanley Cup and, you know, get these guys yeah. finally over the hump. But like we right said, off into it, the sunset after that. It's all up to Patrick Kane. And that is probably one team I can see him saying, Yes, I will go to New York and play. 20 season games in the playoff run. I that's one team I can actually see him saying yes to. And if it was like the Buffalo Sabres were in the Rangers shoes, I think Kane would not even think about it. He'd say, "Yeah, I'm going to play for my hometown," but they're, you know, they're just not there, but yeah. I think the Rangers, they it's the Big Apple, Showtime, Patrick Kane, I think he would wave it to play with the Breadman again, but I hope he stays. Mm. Like you said, I I want to see him break the record and just only a hawk sweater. I don't want him to go back and forth, but I can also see that happening too. I can see him going, being a rental player, and coming back next season and signing like a three-year deal, cheap, cap-friendly, good for a rebuild. Sure. Just because this is home, this has been his home. It's hard. To, Absolutely, it's hard to just pick up and go after 14 years. You meet a, a, a woman here, and you have a kid here. You you know you you, you set your roots down, man. So. I can see that happening too, but we'll, we, we'll see, man. I, it's going to get more annoying as it, it's going, and we're going to have to report it. <laughs> it makes you wonder, you know, just like as him, you know, is he thinking, yeah, I want to go get another cup, you know, or is he thinking, you know what, man, I've got everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I understand. <laughs> I've done it. I, understand you know, I just want to play hockey. I, exactly. You know, I just want to play hockey. I, I, like if it's like Ray Bork, 
You know, like this guy's oh, chasing yeah. his cup. Like, yeah, I'm going to Colorado. I, I got to get my cup. I've had a great career. Right. I need to get my cup. And, but it's not, he's got three of them, you know? And right. What, one more. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. You're going to have great memory and everything, but. He's going to go play with a bunch of strangers. He doesn't know. Yeah, you know? yeah I know. He's a competitor. He's a winner, but it's. It, sure. he, what if it's something like an Aginla type of thing? Aginla's going to hop around all over the place. He never won his cup. And what's yeah. he going to hop around until he finds one more cup that you have right. three already? So, yeah. 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 We just got to be patient and uh, just enjoy the time we have with them because we don't know if it's going to happen. All right. So, top three stars of the week is uh, Sidney Crosby. Number one, two goals, four assists, six points to start off the season. This guy just keeps on going, man. Uh, Crosby or Ovechkin, I'll take Crosby anytime. McDavid, second star, four goals, one assist, and five points. And uh, Jake Ottinger, he is 2-0, and oh, one, what is that, a point one, one point oh goals against average. So, uh, Matt, wh- where are you at, Crosby or Ovechkin? You're drafting a team. It's uh, 2006. So, this is weird. When, it, when they first came in the league, I was very pro-Ovechkin. Only because... Sid, you know, he kind of... Advisor. <laughs> the visor was sweet. The tinted visor. It was, it was awesome. But I love I love the goal scoring. I love the guy that awesome celebrations. Like, every goal was Game 7 Stanley Cup winner. You know, he was... He's, you know, kissing his hand, pointing it up to the crowd, and highlight real goals. And he didn't bitch. He never yeah, complained. He Sid, Crosby had came across as, like, that entitled Trevor Zegers-like attitude and i didn't like that but as he you know matured and we all do some men not me maybe yeah. but uh he <laughs> he you know what he he was a warrior and right now i'm picking sid just because of the you know the the leadership and you know he he shows up in big moments three stanley cups and you know they rebuilt that that team a couple times on the fly and they're still you know very good been in the playoffs yeah. for all these years and uh, I just, I think Sid is just a, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like Ovi and everything, but I think Ovi is pretty one-dimensional. Sid's really turned his game around. He's like, he, I think he uh, was nominated for a Selkie one year. So, I, I mean, he's he's just a better two-way player, better leader. And yeah. uh, he, you know, he, he still kind of complains. That's what captains do. Taves does too. They'll, yeah. they'll complain to the refs. That's their job. You know, you, yeah. you got to say, what the, what the frick is that call? You know, you yeah. that's your job, but yeah. um, I think Ovi's pretty one dimensional. You know, he's on top of his circles and he's firing it, but he's got a, he's got a lot of passion, you know, and he's, he's a very likable guy, Ovi, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with, I'm on team Crosby here. You know, about Crosby, I like to, I like to compare him, you know, we'll use basketball as an example of, you know, LeBron James gets compared to Michael Jordan all the time, you know, and Sidney Crosby was compared to Wayne Gretzky, calling him the next one, you know, and um, I think that he took all of that hype and he took all of that um, people patting him on his back, man, and he didn't let it affect his development and it did, he didn't let it affect him as, um, as a player. And I think that he took it in stride, man. And you know what, dude? I don't think there's a single thing more that you can ask for him. He came into the league, you know, Mario Lemieux, we'll call him Mario, was bringing, brought him in. I think he played one season with uh, with Mario. And um, 
you know, those are big shoes to fill, man. You know, they're setting him up to be like the next cornerstone franchise player for this Pittsburgh Penguins team. And he took it and ran with it, man. I I, I don't think that you could really ask much more from a from a player like him. Um, he didn't have any issues with you know, Malkin, which easily, you know, there could have been another guy, you know, look at this guy, this Russian coming here trying to steal my light. You know, that wasn't the deal. Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, was coming in, you know, and, um, you know, things just really, really worked out for that squad. And I think that he had a, he had a big hand in it. And, I, you know, you got to tip your hat to the guy. Uh, Ovechkin tried like hell, man, to win that cup. And it took everything that they, you know, that they had to do it. And I, I tip my hat to him. I think he's had a solid career. I don't think he's going to break Gretzky's record, but I think that he's been him and 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 Crosby were what the uh, NHL needed um, at the time. Very true. You know, to, Very true. To you know to help. And to be honest with you, it wasn't just them. It was it was Kaner. It was it was Taves. You know, they had a great team in in Anaheim where they were. You know that they were always playing well. Zetterberg and Dotsuk in Detroit. You know were you know were 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 good players that when they were on TV you'd want to see them play. You know, and obviously Nicholas Lidstrom was was phenomenal. You know, and um, so no the the. The, the league wasn't dead, but that time with Sidney Crosby and, and bringing up some of these, these new players, these younger players, man, I think um, Steven Stamkos was, was another one in Tampa, you know, that, that, that came out, man. And um, I think a lot of these guys carried the NHL uh, for a long time. Just to name a few, yeah, you know, just I, name a few dudes. I yeah, even right now, I think Steven Stamkos has really elevated his game the last couple of seasons, right. and he's he's up there. You know, he's he's yeah. I think he's at four hundred something goals. Yeah, he is the five hundred guy. He had a great first few seasons where he was just lighting lighting it up, and then he had like five years of injury, problems. you know, just just yeah. injury problems and just nagging injuries. And it seems like the past three three years he's been, um, I, yeah, I would probably say three years he's been more healthy than he has in the past. But uh, but definitely um, a titan along with with uh, you know Kaner and Taves, the, the, those types of guys. Um, that kind of really defined this era of the NHL, you know? Yeah, they're getting older. It's getting kind of sad. I mean, we got, you know, McDavid yeah. kind of taking the torch from Sid, I think. I still think yeah, when Crosby, absolutely. when he faces McDavid, I always watch that game. It's just weird. Crosby, like, elevates his game against McDavid. He's yeah. like, you know what, kid? You're good, but you're, yeah. you're nowhere near me yet. Like, you see yeah. Crosby with an unbelievable pass, like, to himself. And oh, he'll bury it. And I just see they show McDavid's face, and he's just like in awe. So yeah, it's really cool. But you know, there's a good wave coming up. Good wave. Absolutely, man. You know, it's kind of like you know, like kind of like when when Marion Gabrick was was hitting the end of his career. That's when you know Taves and Kane were were really coming in and, and and defining you know this era. You know, they're kind of like the older guys now in this newer era. With not newer era, but you know, McKinnon and and McDavid are established stars now, and so is Austin Matthews. You know, this is like the new. Yeah, era. Yeah. I, I don't want to call them. They are veterans, but you know they are. You know the coming in, not coming in, but like you know, somewhat the face of the NHL. Yeah, like prime you time know, guys. Prime time guys, man. You know, yeah. Kaner is still. You know, he's thirty four years old, and he still got it. But um, 
you know, it's it's like he's in that same group as Crosby. You know, they're the older guys that are still awesome at, at hockey. You know, and Taves, to his own right, man, you know, the, the guy's played a lot of tough hockey. He led a, a really, really um, what was a bad team into the, you know, up to, to the promised land, man. And you got to tip your hat to that guy, too. Oh, sure. He didn't score a ton of goals, but he scored some really, really meaningful goals that you know that that really helped this team his leadership and and probably most importantly his defensive abilities you know yep he shut down everybody dude anybody that they needed him to do he did it yep everybody yep Sedin's uh, Bolin too got to give credit to Bolin on that but dude, he practically Kessler. won that Anaheim game that yep. Anaheim Ducks game him, game seven single handedly practically him and Ryan Kessler are the best. I mean, if you want to watch a good hockey game, a good, like, nasty two-way game, tune yeah. into a freaking Ryan Kessler versus Taves game because those guys <laughs> were awesome and Taves always got the better of them. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys start a podcast together in, like, you know, four years that, or so. Dude, that would be awesome because, like, you could tell the hatred they had for each other. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's man. almost like, you know, I, I think of Anchorman. It's like, oh, isn't that right? Number two. Like, Ron Burgundy to uh, Finn's bunker. <laughs> he can never just get the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. Um, you know, stay tuned. Blackhawks play on Friday. Versus the Dead Wings. We're going to watch that game. Um, I am doing some post-game shows, usually releasing it the next day because um, it's usually late at night when these when some of these games are done, especially these West Coast games, man. It's like yeah, midnight it's out it's here yeah. in, in the Chicagoland area. I'm not going to put anything out at that time. So I usually do them the next day. Look out for those for my after-action reviews. Uh, Matt's going to start getting some Twitter spaces going maybe in a couple weeks after we've got a, you know, we're a couple weeks into the season. We've got a few things to talk about and uh, see what everybody's thinking. But uh, that's all that we got for you tonight. S stay tuned. We release our podcast every Tuesday and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.